Happy New Year. And since it's the new year, we just want to start off by saying thank you for choosing the Teen Challenge of Southern California podcast today. Before we get started, we wanted to let you know about a 24-7 prayer and help referral line that Teen Challenge of Southern California just launched. No matter what your need is, if you're anxious or worried or stressed, you can call anytime, any day, and a Teen Challenge staff member is there to pray with you. The number is 888-520-0620. Once again, that number is 888-520-0620. We're so glad that you've chosen our podcast today. We know that there's thousands of podcasts that you could be listening to and you've chosen to listen to ours and we thank you for that. Get ready to be blessed today as we listen to a short devotional that our executive director, Ron Brown, shared with his leadership team called The Comfort of the Father. One last thing, if you're blessed by these podcasts, don't be shy to tell your friends and family about them. We encourage you to do so. As you listen to these sessions, our prayer is that you would sense God's presence, that you would hear his voice, and most of all, We hope that you're encouraged in the Lord today through these podcasts. Remember to subscribe today to our podcast if you haven't already done it. Be encouraged today. For most people, they've never felt the deep kind of emotional connection of a father holding them close. Our families are are what they are. We thank God for our families. Uh, I had a wonderful father who was very loving and and, uh, he was... Um, he, he showed his love in a, in a lot of different ways, but he didn't do a whole lot of holding, but he did give hugs and he was a real good hugger. And, and I remember my dad's hugs and his handshakes. As a matter of fact, he had a reputation at church that people would avoid shaking hands with him because he would shake their hands so hard <laughs> that they felt like they, they needed surgery afterwards. But it was like a running joke all of our lives. It's like, man, when your dad shakes a hand, he shakes a hand. And he shook women's hands just like he shook men's hands. He was not a very sophisticated person. And so people would come out holding their hands. They knew they'd been gripped when Deacon Brown got a hold of their hand, uh, but uh, but he definitely but he did it in love. He was not trying to hurt people. He really wanted them to feel that he was present with them, uh, and that was just his way. But you you knew you had a handshake when Deacon Brown shook your hand. <laughs> but for most people, thinking about God as a loving Father is more of a theological concept rather than a lived reality. Unfortunately, um, and sometimes that has a a tendency to disturb us when we start talking about God as our father, but he really does want to hold us and comfort us in the midst of all of the afflictions that we go through. Um, But, you know, one of the things that keeps us from experiencing the fullness of God's comfort sometimes is we have an inherent um, kind of bent in us to not want to experience weakness. We, we, We want to be strong. We want to be confident. We want to be you know, present and and not let people know that we're struggling with anything. But the Apostle Paul in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 10 says, therefore, I am well content with weaknesses, with insults, with distresses, with persecutions, with difficulties for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. And it's in that place of us embracing our weaknesses that we can experience a deeper revelation of the comfort of God. You know, sometimes we build up walls around our emotions and we believe that will keep us safe. And so we don't let those weaknesses show, but those same walls that we think will keep us safe also keeps us out of experiencing the fullness of God's grace. The real comfort of the Father is 
uh, is to be vulnerable, to accept our weaknesses, to confess our need, to trust in him, and then his comfort will come. Isaiah 66, 13 says, as one whom his mother comforts, so I will comfort you, and you will be comforted in Jerusalem. The Hebrew word for comfort is Nahum. We have a, a whole book of the minor prophets called that. Um, and the origin of this root word reflects the idea of deep breathing and sighing. It's a, it's a physical display of a person's feelings, usually of sorrow or compassion. Um, and it's and that word actually is to be translated to be made sorry or to repent or to regret. You never thought about comfort as being, as being that. But God's comfort is necessary before you and I can be able to, uh, to effectively comfort someone else. And God wants us to be able to comfort others in their afflictions, but we have to receive that comfort. We have to be vulnerable and weak before God and, and embrace those areas of our own struggle so that through those struggles, God can pour forth his powerful comfort into other people's lives. When God promises uh, comfort, he doesn't mean that in spite of who we are, he, he comforts us because of who we are. I know a lot of times when we, um, many of the folks who come in the Teen Challenge, I know they have a difficult time receiving comfort even from the staff members who are trying to comfort them because they believe they deserve their lot in life. They, because of their rebellion, because of their addiction, because of breaking so many promises, they believe they deserve to feel the way that they are. And it makes it difficult for them to receive the comfort uh, that God wants to bring to them uh, through others in their lives. And so my prayer is that we will continue to reach out even when we're rebuffed uh, and, and they don't want to receive that comfort to give them the comfort that they really, really need. In Philippians chapter two, verse one, it says, therefore, <clears throat> if there is any encouragement in Christ, if there is any consolation of love, if there's any fellowship of the spirit, if there's any affection and compassion, and what, what Paul was writing here, then this word about consolation, uh, consolation means to be comfort uh, that you receive in the time of loss or in the time of grief. People need to be consoled when they see their lives shattered. They need to be consoled as they are grieving their mistakes from the past that God is able to create a beautiful future for them as they continue to trust in them. God can provide encouragement in the spirit, but people he uses to provide uh, words of consolation in person because that word consolation means to speak. It means to speak towards someone. When we speak towards someone in a friendly way, when we speak towards someone and give them encouragement, it helps them to find their way. Um, how many times have we been silent when we could have said something uh, and we could have provided words to a fellow member of the body and we didn't? We literally rob them of the ability to experience the consolation of the Lord when we don't do that. So I pray that in this season, we will all speak up because if there was ever a time for us to speak up, it's now in the midst of this pandemic, people need to hear that God loves them, has a plan for them, is a healer, uh, is a good God. I get a lot of calls every week from people that are close to the ministry, a part of the ministry who have family members who are struggling with COVID. 
and all kind of other issues. And this is a great time to activate that prophetic ministry that God has put inside of each one of our spirits. The Apostle Paul tells us to love fervently and passionately and to desire spiritual gifts, especially that we may prophesy. The ministry of prophecy is not about predicting the future as much as it is about comfort and consolation uh, in the New Testament paradigm. And so I'm praying that God will really cause us to become that prophetic voice of comfort and consolation to people's lives. Now, another part of this, this word comfort and consolation uh, is it also includes admonition. <laughs> it also includes compensation. You know, filling a financial need uh, is a sign of consolation and comfort. Um, uh, I, I remember uh, when one of my family members had passed away and I just sent just a little donation to help and they said, do you have any idea how much that comforted and helped me? Uh, they say, we had everything taken care of for the funeral, but just to know that you thought about sending a little something like that meant so much. Um, it can even be like giving a tip at a, at a restaurant. That's a, that's a comfort and a consolation to people. I've run my feet off for you and I've poured your, your tea so many times and you remembered to give me some thank you. You comforted me. You brought some consolation to me. Um, uh, resolving a dispute or an argument between people. Um, atoning for a sin, saying you're sorry, uh, can bring consolation. Consolation involves our words, our money, and our habits. Uh, First Corinthians, uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 5, um, says this, that for the, for the more we suffer for Christ, the more God will shower us with his comfort through Christ. In other words, Jesus always provides as much comfort as your suffering demands. <laughs> and he provides it through other people. He provides it through us. So when we know people are suffering, sometimes we'll say, well, you know, they got a good support system around them. They'll be fine. They don't need anything. But if the Holy Spirit puts them on, their, on your heart, don't neglect to do that because God wants to provide as much comfort as their struggle and suffering demands, and he may want to provide it through you. So be available to do that because God doesn't want anyone to be in despair. In Exodus chapter 13, verse 17, it says, now when Pharaoh had let the people go, God did not lead them by the way of the land of the Philistines, even though it was near, for God said the people might change their minds. You know, that's one of the meanings, one of the definitions of comfort. It means to be sorry, to repent, to regret, or to change your mind. So here these folks were, they've been released from this Egyptian bondage moving towards freedom, and they were looking for some comfort and consolation, and so changing their mind, if they'd have seen the enemy, they would have ran back to Egypt because they would have taken that sorry comfort, if you will, and, and moved away from destiny because they were looking for a place to be consoled. People are looking for consolation in alcohol. They're looking for consolation in, in a needle. They're looking for consolation in pills, and they keep returning back to Egypt to find consolation because it's lacking in the world. Sometimes it's lacking in the church. Sometimes it's lacking in the body of Christ. Uh, wouldn't it be great if God just released this army of comforters and consolers that would go and look for a way to speak life and hope into people in these difficult times that we're living in? 
God will also comfort us with his power. As I close with this in Isaiah chapter 40, verse 10, it says, behold, the Lord will come with strength and his arm um, and his arm rules for him. Hallelujah. God comforts us in so many ways, but he also comforts us by the display of his power coming to bear against our enemies and to bring forth the power of God uh, to, to, to bring his peace into our lives. God is able to bring order out of all of the chaos of life. He has the sun and the moon that brings order to the day and the night, and God's power governs the world. It brings order out of the chaos that we find because God has absolute power over all of creation. So who are we? So who are we comforted? How are we comforted? God's rule is guaranteed. Nothing is stronger than his arm. Hallelujah. Let me say that again. Nothing is stronger than God's arm. Nothing can prevent his purposes from coming to pass. And no one and no thing is stronger than God and they cannot stop his plans. The apostle Paul says, what shall separate us from the love of God? Who will separate us from the love of God? Neither death nor life, nor principalities nor powers, nor things past, present or future or things to come. Nothing can separate us from the love of God Nothing can separate us from the power of God. Comfort today is knowing that your hope will not be denied. And let us be those people who bring that kind of word to people to let them know that even though it may be delayed, <laughs> their hope will not be denied because there's a God in heaven who's not sitting idly by, but he is very much concerned and is involved in their lives. So be blessed today, be comforted by the Holy Spirit, be empowered to be that prophetic voice of comfort and consolation to those that God brings into your sphere of leadership and influence, and encourage all of your staff to do the same, even when people are rebuffing it and don't understand it because they are running back and trying to find comfort in other things. But we know the only real comfort comes from the Lord. So God bless you. Thanks for choosing the Teen Challenge of Southern California podcast. If you haven't subscribed yet, do it today. It's easy. Go to wherever you get your podcasts, click on our icon and hit subscribe. A new podcast filled with godly encouragement, spiritual instruction, and teaching comes out every week. 